Welcome to another episode of Follow the Brand. I am your host, Grant McGaw, CEO of Five Star BDM, a five-star personal branding and business development company. I want to take you on a journey that takes another deep dive into the world of personal branding and business development using compelling personal stories, business conversations, and tips to improve your personal brand. By listening to the Follow the Brand podcast series, you will be able to differentiate yourself from the competition and allow you to build trust with prospective clients and employers. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Make it one that will set you apart, build trust, and reflect who you are. Developing your five-star personal brand is a great way to demonstrate your skills and knowledge. If you have any questions for me or my guests, please email me at grant.magaw, spelled M-C-G-A-U-G-H, at 5star BDM, B for brand, D for development, M for masters.com. Now let's begin with our next five-star episode on Follow the Brand. Entrepreneurs have a calling to serve a need in the community. For Nia Original, that need is for women of color to receive mental health wellness and coaching. Nia says to shift the conversation from trauma to joy. Ridgel owns RC Wellness Brand, a mental health private practice and wellness brand that supports high-performing professionals who have difficulty managing wellness symptoms. Are you holding on to old narratives that are holding you back? Is it blocking you from receiving your abundance? Adapting to new skill sets to connect to the attainment needed will help you achieve your goals and tap into higher levels of your abilities. Teach yourself to receive victory with self-expression and increased confidence. Nia Ridgel is a licensed mental health faith-based therapist currently residing in San Jose, California. She is the owner of Ridgel Consulting, a mental health private practice that focuses on restorative healing and effective leadership. Nia's area of expertise primarily focuses on treating mental health symptoms such as depression, trauma, PTSD, anxiety, and transition. She believes when you make yourself the solution to your problems, you take back your power by accepting full accountability to be the change you desire. Her life's mission is to support and empower others while instilling foundational principles to help break unhealthy habits and repeating cycles. She finds that when you reveal yourself, you heal. Many people feel helpless and hopeless. She empowers people to revolutionize their healing achieve their life goals to raising self-awareness. Let us welcome Nia Ritual to the Follow the Brand podcast, where we are building a five-star brand that you can follow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another special week on the Follow the Brand podcast. We're going to take it to a whole nother level. We're out in California today. We're going to be talking to Nia Ritual, and she's been doing a lot of things around health and wellness. And we all know health and wellness if you do not have health and wellness, you will not have wealth. I mean, come on. Without that, there is no wealth. There is nothing else to do. So we're going to get strong in those two areas. And we're going to talk to Nia and get a better understanding of why she's doing this and how it's been impactful for a lot of other people. So without further ado, take the mic, Nia, please. 
Thank you. I'm in, excited to be here. Um, I'm excited to, to share the knowledge that I have, and I'm excited to spread the message around success and uh, wellness, uh, how they go simultaneously together. And so, yeah, I'm just here to share as much knowledge as I possibly can for those people who are looking to be their best achieving highest self. Well, that's what that's what it's all about. You know, and you are an entrepreneur. You know, you're a clinical therapist. You've got your own business, RC Wellness. So I want to understand what what got you into this business in the first place? Yeah, I think that with a lot of people that get into the entrepreneurial journey, they have a calling. And so my calling was from a really early age. Um, I was seven when I actually decided that I wanted to be a therapist because I had saw how the wellness system had just has stigmatized my family. Um, you know, back then when I was growing up, like mental health didn't exist. And so they treated it as that. And so I just saw the way that um, because my mother was a single black woman and she didn't really have the education to advocate for herself, um, how dismissive they were towards her. And I, I didn't at the time, I didn't know who that person was, but I knew I was going to be that person who had a deciding factor if it was another family that went through that, I remember telling myself that this would never happen to my family again, because I was going to fix it. Well, I tell you, I, I'm looking at some of the things you've been doing, and I'm intrigued about the conversation. You say shift the conversation from trauma to joy through healing. Is that an experience? I mean, you've obviously must have gone through that in order to help another person. Help me understand that a little bit better. Yeah, I just think that, well, I know now that many of us, especially, you know, African-Americans, or even if you come from a disenfranchised background where you've probably had to really fight or really strive to gain any type of success and wealth attainment, there's a background story for of that that has trauma-induced, you know, experiences in it. And many times we carry that narrative with us, but there's a point in our growth and development where we get to a point where we have to drop that narrative because we're no longer in that survival mode part of our brain anymore. And I remember being on my own personal journey because um, not only am I a practitioner, I'm also a wellness consumer. Um, I had a crossroads of you got to change your story. You got to change your narrative. But I was so attached to it because I had used it for momentum and ammunition for so long that it was really blocking me from really stepping into that level of abundance of receiving and, and of just relaxing. Because one of the things that we really take for granted when we get to this level of success is that we don't have to um, put a lot of energy out to thrive. You know, because we're using so many energy, so much energy to get to thriving. Yeah. And so that duality for me mentally was really, really hard to let go. Well, I tell you, just, you know, I think about my own life and understanding, you know, trauma, you can hold on to trauma uh, and it can affect you along your journey for years after the trauma is over because you keep replaying that scene. You keep replaying that pain and that hurt. And because you keep replaying that, even on a psychological level, you don't even realize like, wow, why am I, if you're asking yourself this question, why am I reacting emotionally like this? You know, why am I, you know, turned off mentally on on certain things? You don't realize this is kind of like a cloud that's just over you and you haven't resolved that, that pain. 
you know, from your perspective, remember, you can't always solve it from the other person because they could be gone, you know, at that point in time, but you, you're, you're still left scarred and you haven't healed, you know, help us understand that. Yeah, I think, well, I keep saying, I think, right. Cause I'm so used to like thinking a lot instead of knowing that's another mindset shift I'm going into as far as my leadership capacity is knowing. So thinking something and being like an idea and like knowing something and being an innate way of being. So I know that we go through cycles in our life where we're growing, we're developing, but when we look at, you know, the world around us, especially again, if you're coming from a disenfranchised background or a disadvantaged space, you see other people thriving, you want to get to those things. And part of the healing work is really developmentally adapting the necessary skills, whether it be from a mindset, whether it be from um, the physical uh, capacity you need to be, the cognition in your brain, or even the environment you live in, there's something that's missing um, intimately that you have to connect back to. And where healing is going and where I'm excited that I'm at the forefront of, of, of really teaching people how to get here is that it's not something you romanticize and you think about, you know, all the time. It, it's something you can actually achieve. And for the first time, we're being led out of that survival mode, which is very criminal to our brain. And we're having the ability to tap into higher levels of consciousness in our brain that says, you know, you're done. You know, you're done with with leading yourself in that way. And if I can, you know, for those people who are very um, into spirituality, uh, if I can connect it to, you know, the Christian world, you know, where my background comes from, it's how the Israelites were roaming around the wilderness for 40 years and they didn't have to do that. If they had just listened and trusted their intuitiveness that said go over into the promised land, but they had saw the giants and they got afraid that they weren't enough to be able to beat them. Right. And so they roamed around for 40 years and God said, I'm going to kill these people off because they don't have the faith enough to slay these giants that I've already said has been defeated. Well, mentally we go through that same narrative all the time. And so it gets to the point where it's not the chicken or the egg. It's whether you're willing to go and trust yourself to slay the giant. And so we do all these things to slay the giant. And then when we just got to walk <laughs> and the giants already slay, we think about all the things we had to do to slay the giant. And so it's really just, you get to a point where you just got to stop the madness, calm the body, clear the mind and walk into the victory. But we haven't been taught to how to receive a victory. Well, I see you've done a project, you know, I'll call it the Queens project, right? Where yeah. you're, you're talking about, you know, rewriting your story how to rewrite your story and, and you know from a from a female perspective to help people to to slay that giant and to walk into their promised line can you take tell tell us a little bit more about that project this episode is brought to you by five star bdm five star bdm is a professional consulting and advisory group keenly focused on business development services for small to mid-sized businesses and entrepreneurs. Although every business is unique, they often share challenges that can be addressed through smart branding. Services include process improvement and operations, digital strategy and transformation, business intelligence, digital marketing, and personal branding. 
Our five-star business and personal branding company has helped a number of professionals and organizations to optimize and grow. The result is more business, more opportunities, better reach, positive outcomes. Please visit www.5starbdm.com to learn more and view all the episodes of Follow the Brand. Yeah, so I help women who are really lead, trying to lead in femininity. We really live in a masculine world that lets, that tells us that, you know, we can't lead with our emotions. We can't show up our authentic true self, that women have to wear a suit and tie in order to be respected. We have to speak in a certain level of tone, that we have to meet certain people to do certain things. And really what women do best is that we are our highest self when we are emotional and when we are intuitive and we are leading from a place of grace and kindness and love and not from a place of like competitiveness and, and fear. And so I help women who are natural leaders, you know, because not every woman needs to lead in that way to break glass ceilings, right? Some women are good nurturers. Some women are good companions. We all have our designated place of how we exude our femininity. And then there's some women a small niche of women who are born to lead, but not in a masculine way. We're born to lead in a very feminine way. And how leadership was passed down to me, it was passed down to me in a very masculine way. And so for a long time, I wore that mask and I masked the very natural gifts and talents that I was blessed with because I tried to fit into this narrative of what leadership looked like. Um, And then I got to a certain point in my growth and development where it was actually having a disadvantage for me than it was having an advantage for me. So I, I, you know, I I got really deep into my intimacy with spirit and and like my healing um, practices and got really like very strategic and clear about my questions. And what it came down to is that I'm supposed to lead as a woman. I'm not supposed to lead as a man. I'm not supposed to lead as a white man. I'm not supposed to lead as a white woman. I'm supposed to lead as an Afrocentric woman who's West African, who's highly intuitive, who's fluid in her language, who is self-expressive, who has consciousness beyond this world. And I'm supposed to walk in that with dignity, respect, grace, and honor, and do that in a forthright way that lets people know that I'm here. And that's all I'm supposed to do. And everything else will take care of itself. I totally, totally agree with it. You've got to be you. You can't be yeah. someone else. And that whole programming, that whole narrative, and I get it. You know, we, we definitely dwell in, in different worlds. And in, in America, we are a melting pot, even though sometimes they, they you know, we want to go back to an old narrative that no longer is playing out any longer. There's so many different people. And then the understanding that you are an individual and you were put on this earth by a higher power Mm -hmm. and you have to live out your truth. That's everyone has to live out their truth. You have to do that. You can't live out someone else's version of your truth, live out your truth, who you are as an individual. One thing I like, this is a branding show, right? Follow the brand. And I, 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 I went to your LinkedIn profile and I went, it is so nice. It's, it, 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 it brings out, it's, it's pleasant. I get a good feeling. I'm looking at it. It's expressive. It tells me exactly what it is that you do, where you're located. You've got a ton of followers. I mean, you have done 
a great job of presenting yourself? I mean, is that something you did naturally or somebody did that for you? Uh, both. So I, as I have been on my healing journey, one of the things that, you know, spirit has been guiding me to is authenticity. And so when I first got on the LinkedIn platform, I had no, known nothing really about the LinkedIn platform. Spirit just kept telling me, connect with people, open yourself up, gain new um, understanding, be open. And so I just challenged myself, okay, every day I'm going to connect with at least 50 people and I'm an introvert. So that was actually part of my healing process to get on LinkedIn because it was a good medium between reality versus having to go to a business mixer and force myself to meet 50 people, which is what I used to do. Like that was Shark Tank for me. And so um, I took advantage of just spirit letting me have a happy medium. And I did it because I said, okay, if I, if I don't have to do it in person, then I can definitely show out online. And so it kind of just, things just started to just evolve from there. I'm naturally, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a feminine energy. So I, I come from a family that likes to decor and we like, you know, nice things. And I'm, I've always been taught to be like a, a well-kept woman, like to present myself. And I take that, you know, upbringing with me wherever I go. And so I took that to LinkedIn too. And, you know, if I'm going to present myself, I'm going to present myself as a well-kept woman who's grounded, who is a person who is expressed because not a lot of women are open to expressing themselves, you know, especially on platforms. And so it was really scary if I thought about it like mentally, but emotionally, it was exactly what I needed because as a woman who's a self-expressed person, I can't have too many places where I can express myself. It's just like, you know, again, that giant was, do I look at LinkedIn as this tool for professional development and, and look at it from a very logical sense, which is traditional, or do I use it as a vessel and a tool to heal myself and put to put myself out there in a very innovative way that allows me to really be an expressed person? And then just uh, three years later, this is what is the, the end product result of that. Well, three years later, you got 20,000 different people who are... They love you. They love what you're putting out there, what you're doing. You've got a great website. And, and you. so your, I call your digital front door is very inviting. And, I, and this one of the purposes of this show, so I can put you in front of a lot of different women that are out there, just like you young African-American women or just women of color in general. That's like, yes, I need to get my confidence together. I need to get well, I need to feel good inside. I don't want to put on a facade. I want to feel good inside so I can truly shine outside, right? So if you had to talk to that woman right now that's feeling just like that, what would you say? I would say trust that feeling and find the people around you that are going to help you invoke that energy because it's a it's a small energetic energy that won't go away. And many times we put things, people, opportunities, advantages, success in front of that small voice. But if we're being honest with ourselves, it never goes away. Like no matter what we do or how we do, it never goes away. So if you're a woman who's looking to be more confident, that's because you were born to be a confident woman. You just haven't found that voice yet to really be able to self-express that. So some of the things that they can do right away is 
drop the need to just think about it and do something in action. Um, how do you gain confidence? Like, what does your confidence come from? If it comes from an outside source, then right there, that's your problem because then you're codependent on outside validation to support you. You go within and then you, you, I'm a praying woman. And if you want to meditate, that's the Eastern style of praying, like however you want to meet your higher power. And you say, and you trust yourself. Number one thing women have to do now is we have to feel safe in our bodies, that our bodies are going to lead us to whatever we need to go to, or we're going to attract it. That's the great thing about feminine energy. We don't have to chase anything we can attract or we align, we align with those things. So go deep in and just ask for what you need. So many times women, we just don't even ask. We just suffer in silence and we do it very eloquently. We do it sometimes beautiful. We even sometimes suffer in peace, but it's still suffering at the same time. So I would tell that trailblazing, confident woman that has that deep down desire to like really get herself out there is just trust your body to guide you and lead you and then be patient with your process. Don't focus on the outcome, but focus on what's coming. Sometimes we are just anxious around the anticipation but that's where the buildup of the energy is coming from. It's not anxiety. Man, that, that was great. I, I truly appreciate that. My daughter is going to appreciate that. She is uh, 29 okay. years old. You know, she just had a, a baby girl. So my granddaughter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, she's 29 going on 30. She's, she's starting to think about things a little differently. Right. You know, so what's that journey going to look like for the next 10 years? You know, from think about it, when you were 10 years old, you're 10 and your mindset at 10, then another 10 years, your mindset at 20, you know, that that's a leap, right? And then your mindset from 20 to 30, there's a whole nother, you know, change, you know, in, in, in consciousness, right? And then you, you know, you got a young child now and she's married now. So the dynamic is totally changing. So there's this growth that's occurring in different ways because the way you thought about life, I'm just saying perhaps when she was 20 and how she's 29 is probably completely different, you know? So um, you definitely want to be able to nurse some of those things that are inside of you that aren't going away, that's still there, but, you know, approach them, find out what they are, kind of, you know, let's out that, you know, and talk to a professional. So if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way? Yeah. So LinkedIn is a really great platform to get in connection with me. Like literally I check my messages every day. So if they have, if they're a LinkedIn account holder, they can personally message me. Um, I'm just, you know, it's my personal page. So Nia Rigel, I also have my RC wellness page that's on LinkedIn as well. They want to follow the brand itself. They also can directly email me and my team at team at RigelConsulting.com. And that's our direct emailing listing. And then if you want to go to my website, you can go to RCWellnessBrand.com. That is so wonderful. You have been a great guest. Really appreciate you. I look forward to talking to you uh, again. And I want to tell your audience that you can tune in to all the different episodes of Follow the Brand at www.5starbdm. That's B for brand for development and infomasters.com. So until next time, take care, Nia. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem.